Hello, and welcome to RPG Showcase. I'm your host, Mike Conway, and today I thought it only fair to allow my listeners to know me a bit better. I hope you'll enjoy what you learn. By the way, I'm always open for be- for feedback, so please feel free to email me at rpgshowcase at gmail.com. Also, for those of you unaware, I am now located at a new and improved address. Please make a note of it. The new address is rpgshowcase, one word, dot blogspot, dot com. Come see the new design and all the improvements. I take feedback on the site as well as my podcast, so again, feel free to email me. Now let's get started. First of all, please understand that this podcast is about traditional pen and paper role-playing games, not computer or console games. There are other podcasts dedicated to this genre, and I wish you luck in finding them if that is what you're looking for. To begin with, once again, my name is Mike Conway. I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm a 31-year-old male and am seeing someone. Sorry, ladies, the mic has been spoken for. I've been gaming for about 20 years. I started with the original D&D Red Box set. You know, the kind where you had to fill in the dice numbers yourself with a supplied crayon. I kind of started old school, cutting my teeth on D&D. The first uh, non-D&D game I played was Shadowrun, which I might add seriously rocks. I love the setting, I just didn't like the dice pool mechanic. Uh, I moved on to DC Heroes, and yes, I'm proud to have been a member of the JLI, for those of you who are JLI haters. Uh, I moved on to Earth Dawn, I went on to AD&D, and I've played many other games since then. I don't play as often as I'd like to, but when I do, it's pretty spectacular. If you don't mind a little character gushing, I'm proud of the way my elven uh, bard cleric stood up to the Grim Reaper demanding his true love back. No, he didn't get his true love back, but he was inspired to become a cleric of love after that, and D&D 3rd Edition made that little transition easy. I'd say I spend too damn much money on my gaming habit, but you can never spend too much on gaming, right? Now, when it comes to settings, I'm personally game for anything, such as fantasy, superhero, cyberpunk, even cartoon, but I love trying experimental settings. If anyone has ever played Mechanical Dream, tell me how it is. I, I looked at it in the game store, it looks boss. Now, as far as favorite settings, specifically, I was always big into Forgotten Realms and Dragonlance. In fact, I have a fanfiction on Dragonlance.com. Look for White Star. I'm the Forest Master's biggest fan, and it shows. I also loved playing in the Sailor Moon setting. It was, I thought it was great when that, when that setting came out. I loved the cartoon, and I had to go there. I like freeform-style gaming, uh, but occasionally there's a, there's a time when a type plot can be a lot of fun. As a recommendation to new GMs, though, some of the best games are the type where it looks like it's freeform, but it actually has a tight plot in all reality. It makes you look like a genius. There are books on the topic, which I'll be covering in later episodes. I think the heroic-level games are the best type of campaign. After all, I am not a hero here. Why should I be some scrub in the games I play too, some first-level nobody? I want to play to be a hero on a grand scale. Now, when it comes to combat, you got to have a good balance. Yes, some games demand the constant slaughter of sentient species, and they're fun. I've played them, and I get a real kick out of them. But average run-of-the-mill games need to be balanced between plot and combat. I like skill-based mechanics, although if I'm allowed to start at a higher level, I don't mind class-based games. Like I said before, I want to play somebody who's actually a hero. Okay, now truth be told, though, I do have a bit of a bias. Uh, in terms of character creation, I prefer point-based allocation. You know, unless I really need a challenge or I don't care what kind of a character I'm playing, in which case I'll roll randomly, I like to be able to build a character exactly as I want to. Games like Gerbs and Fudge are perfect for these kind of, uh, for that kind of thing. As far as building characters, I absolutely adore playing elves. 
some people think that in a game, you should be able to play pretty much anything under the sun. Uh, I hope you enjoy your storm giant character sitting out in the rain while the human-sized characters party down in the tavern. You know, or demons, well, if you like people running away from you, <laughs> go right ahead. Now, jokes aside, I think racial choice really depends on what the setting and what the adventures require. If the game doesn't need it, please don't demand it. It's hard enough being a GM without having to write up, uh, without having to write up racial stats for something that you want, and well. Now, back to combat. I like games where the combat rules are integrated with the skill system. I mean, combat is a skill, right? Yeah. You know, you don't need a separate system in order to do what basically amounts to another skill. And besides, aren't there enough rules? Now, I love the old school idea of rolling lots and lots of dice. There's nothing like rolling a die to simulate the, the luck, the chance of swinging a blade, or casting a spell. I mean, when you roll that dice, it's like you're swinging that sword. By the way, I do actually have a lucky 20-sided die, so if you game with me, look out, especially if I'm the GM. I have killed first-level characters with that die. <laughs> dice, dice, baby. Now, I know what uh, someone is going to ask what my favorite game system is. So, here it is. I love fudge. Any genre, any setting, you can instinctively tell what a character is like just by looking at their character sheet. Why have a character with a, say, 2d6 minus 1 strength? Or a 3 strength? When you can have a character with great strength! Now, my plan for this podcast is to spotlight the new, the fun, even the classic in the world of role-playing games. Now, as I mentioned before, I am not going to be covering console or computer games. I have no intention of covering collectible card games. There will be no mention of a massively multiplayer online RPG unless someone has come out with a tabletop version of one. Although I may cover online tabletop gaming, yes, there's a difference. I have a vision for this podcast, and I'm not deviating from it. Unlike some gaming magazines that won't be mentioned, we don't need a low IQ here. Now, before I go, I want to go ahead and uh, offer you a little treat. Just something I learned, and uh, I applied, and I don't have it anymore, but I can always do it again. Now, I've learned that, you know, I've had some characters for years and years. You know, they've gone up in level, I've played them, somehow, using AD&D, they stayed alive. However, over time, as you and I all know, the sheet will get tore up, it'll get erased, you'll write over it, you'll erase again, you know, and pretty soon you got holes in it, and you gotta get, get out of the character sheet, or photocopy a new one, or whatever, and you have to write your character sheet, you have to write all those stats all over again. And if you've accidentally erased something or tore up a part of the sheet and you have to guess, that's not fun. Um, somebody might accuse you of cheating later. So here's how you handle that. What you do is you take a blank character sheet. Then you laminate it. Okay, I can see where some of you are going to come right now and say, But Mike, I can't write on a sheet character sheet that's laminated. Or you might say, yeah, but if I write with those, uh, those erasable markers, somebody might spill a soda on my character sheet, my character's dead. Okay, so here's how you avoid that. What you do is you you get the Scotch Magic Tape. Now, this is not the clear tape that you're getting, but it's the kind of the cloudy tape. It, it has kind of a smooth sheen to it, but it's not um, it's not glossy, but you, can, you can't see through it until you actually paste it down onto the paper. So you take that, you put it down on all the vital areas, like your, your stats, your armor class, your name, you know, anywhere where you know you're going to be writing. 
And sometimes, in the case of whole blocks, yes, you do have to put a lot of tape there. However, it takes pencil really well, and you can erase, and it will not erase the tape. So now you have a more or less permanent version of your character right there, and it's very easy to do. Well, that's all for me right now. If you have any questions for me, once again, my email address is rpgshowcase at gmail.com. Also, please feel free to visit my podcast host site at rpgshowcase.blogspot.com. I enjoyed being able to open up to you all. I look forward to your emails. Please, please feel free to email me. Just a quick note of interest. Um, William and Jennifer Lee Anderson of Comstar Media will be joining our show shortly, so stay tuned to hear all about it. I also hope to uh, include uh, HeartQuest creator and also writer of Kevin and Kel, uh, the role-playing game, Michael Hopcroft. I will post one to two weeks prior to the interview so that you may prepare. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, if the story is a good one, the gaming will be even better. Goodbye, see you in two weeks, and may all your roles be crits.